Welcome to the Stream of David Show, where David taps into higher consciousness and shares divine guidance from the stream, answering all of life's questions and guiding you to the life of your dreams. Sit back with your mind opened as you come along with us on this wonderful journey of higher enlightenment. Here's your host, David Strickle. Hello and welcome to the Stream of David Show. This episode is all about narcissism. I'm going to share a story that has impacted my life recently regarding the topic. I'm going to share a little bit about my own narcissism. And then we're going to bring the stream in and get their perspective on this. If you've ever been impacted by someone in your life who is a narcissist, someone who has so much love for themselves that it supersedes their caring about everyone else. The interesting thing about this topic in regard to the stream's teachings and the practice of Taya, which is what we talk about all the time now, because Taya is a spiritual practice that the stream has delivered that has made a major impact on my life and is impacting lives of people all over the world that are practicing it now, and I know many of you do. And of course, in Taya, we teach the importance of self-love, how important it is to love yourself first, And that can be a little confusing. So with all of this self-love, and of course for me, if you read my book, if you know anything about my history, I had to really walk a very long path to learn to love myself because I didn't feel that as a child. I was not valued by my parents as a child. I was certainly told that I was unwanted and felt unloved. That led me to not feel worthy and certainly not love myself for a long time. And I finally found love for myself. And when I did, my whole life changed. And I'm now a much better person. I'm a better friend. I'm able to serve others in a high capacity. I'm able to channel the stream, channel the source of all creation, because I can get so far up my spiral and love myself so much that I'm able to do these things. But what happens when that love for self goes overboard? What happens when that love for self And putting yourself first bleeds over into you not caring about other people. There's a fine line there. And of course, we know from the stream's teachings, there's contrast on every topic in a polarized environment. The pluses of loving yourself are that you take good care of yourself, that you think very highly of you. And of course, the stream has said that they as source have nothing but love for us. So we're at our highest connection to them when we're loving ourselves. So we need to love ourselves. We need to put ourselves first because we have the most to offer others when we do that. But then how do you draw that line? How do you avoid the contrast of allowing your love for self to supersede your love for everyone else and perhaps place you in a position of hurting other people? I've struggled with this a little bit. Certainly in my path over the last 10, 11 years of really learning to love myself every aspect of myself, and to be able to do what I do in channeling, I probably have hurt some people along the way because I put me first very often. Now, I am a kind and loving person, absolutely. I always want to help. I always want to help others achieve their best lives and their best selves. That's why I do all the things that I do. So I'm not really worried about being a bad person. I'm not worried about being a complete narcissist. But there's part of that that's part of my, my ego, my personality for sure. So I'm going to tell you a little story about what I have manifested recently that has been a big teacher on this topic. 
Those of you that have been listening to the show know that I have been uh, single now since December of 2018 and kind of just having fun out there getting back into the dating scene. And I set an intention not long ago that I was really ready to sort of get back into a relationship again. I wanted to start dating more seriously and not just have fun. And as soon as I set that intention, because I, I keep myself up my spiral so much, I manifest very quickly. I quickly manifested five men. If you don't know that I'm gay, I'm gay, by the way. <laughs> so I manifested five men, great guys, out of nowhere, just instantaneously. And I started dating these people. And one of them was someone that I met and instantaneously fell in love with. Now, I'm 51 years old. I've never had love at first sight. I've never fallen for somebody instantaneously like this before. You know, you hear it in songs and stuff like that. You, you hear it in movies, but it's never happened to me. And I met this person, and the very first day that we met was just this amazing experience. Fell in love with him instantly, very intensely. And obviously, I'm an intuitive, and that's how I'm able to channel, but I'm very careful I don't want to, I'm not a nosy person. I never want to get inside anybody's head. I kind of limit my intuition with other people unless I'm serving them in some capacity in, in like boot camp or if I'm doing a reading or something like that. And with this person, the, the intuition was super high. It was like I knew him instantaneously. I knew his soul instantaneously. So I allowed myself to just fall in love with this person. And within just a few days little red flags popped up. We had this amazing experience together. We agreed that it was great. It was fantastic. It was exciting. It was electrified. But he wouldn't make a date. He wouldn't set aside time for me. And I kind of felt myself pursuing him to do this. And as kind of an alpha male type, I'll pursue. <laughs> it's, there's fun in the pursuit. But at the same time, you want to feel like they're interested, right? And if they're not committing to, to spend time with you, sooner or later, you're thinking, okay, they're really not that interested. I need to disconnect. Well, the problem was I allowed myself to fall in love with this person. So I, I saw myself behaving in a way that I didn't like, but I did it anyway. I really went after this person, even though he wasn't really responding, almost like in desperation. And, you know, here I am teaching and coaching a spiritual practice that is all about abundance and clarity and living your best life. And, of course, I'm very clear that Taya doesn't make you perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. I go up and down my spiral. I'm, I'm sharing on the show and in my boot camp all the time about the things that I'm working out in my life and, and how I'm solving problems and how they're serving me. But in this case, it was really uncharacteristic behavior for me to, to behave this way with somebody else. So... We have this crazy 30-day relationship. And, you know, we're not committed to each other. We're not in a relationship. It's just our knowing each other during this time. And a lot of crazy stuff happened. And, and he had some, some serious things going on in his life. And I really just got consumed by this guy. I was like in this fog of love. It was crazy. I've never encountered anything like it before. And it started impacting my business. It started impacting my friendships. I was just kind of, kind of obsessed and I didn't, didn't like that about myself. But yet I continued allowing it to happen. And this was the first time in my life I ever felt the pain of love. 
I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Again, I'm 51 years old. I've been in love and been married twice. And I, I you know, felt, felt very strong feelings for the other people. But this time I was, it was painful. It was, it's very hard to describe. And I, I, you know, I guess it's what all the songs are about, right? So I felt this pain of love. And this was sort of a roller coaster ride with this person because he could be very charming and very sweet. He's very attractive, great shape. And there was just so many qualities about him that I really, really liked. And because of this uh, intuitive connection that I had, I could really, I understood him. And I knew that he was a narcissist. I knew he was. It was very obvious. Textbook narcissist. Lots of friends, needs to be liked, always busy, very social, uh, you know, needs that validation of friendship from everybody. And I, I kind of dove in anyway. And I, I thought with all of these skills that I have and with the stream flowing through me that I could not only handle him, but I thought I could fix him. Because <laughs> he's like the perfect boyfriend, the perfect guy for me. He's exciting. He's fun. He's in great shape. He likes to do fun stuff. He's interesting. He's everything that I want except for this, this narcissistic thing that he you know has this giant ego, bigger than mine, and loves himself very much. And the, the, the problem was is that he loves himself so much that he doesn't have a lot of empathy for other people. And it's very clear when there's somebody that you're interested in who's trying to set a date with you or trying to do something with you and you just completely could care less and, and don't bother even responding to texts and things like that. But I allowed all that to happen. And in the moment, I knew that it was stupid that I allowed all that to happen. And yet here I am diving into the damn contrast and, and letting it happen anyway. And the stream has talked lately about leaning into the pain sometimes, you know, that when you're experiencing contrast, and we all do and we all will, Taya is not a cure for contrast. And the reason Taya is not a cure for contrast is because we are here for contrast. And that's one of the biggest things you learn in the Taya spiritual practice is that we come here as human beings to live imperfect lives of contrast and learn and grow from the experiences that that contrast produces for us. But the good news is, is that once you learn how to control your vibration, you have a lot more control over the, how much contrast you receive, and you have a lot more control over how you solve things. And that's what this show is all about, always, and especially this episode, because I'm unpacking what I did, unpacking my own stupidity and my own contrast, and I'm going to demonstrate to you in this episode how I worked through it and how it was sort of a 30-day cycle for me. So... In, into it with this dude, definitely there were a few times within a 30-day span that I got sick of his bullshit and, you know, not setting a date and not showing up or not, you know, doing something that he was supposed to do and called him out on it very clearly. And then every time I did, he would circle back around and I would get a phone call and he would be very sweet and just hearing his voice would just put me back into that, that mesmerized state and... I took that in my wanting to change him and wanting to be with him as, gosh, this guy really cares about me because he's calling me. So there's something there and I've got to work with this. I've got to hang on to this because there's something very special here. And, and there is. There's definitely special energy there. So I allowed myself to get drawn back in. And then here's the cycle again. Well, this happened three times within the 30-day cycle. And the third time just happened two days ago as I'm recording this podcast. 
And I will tell you, I'm not going to get too deeply into details just to respect his privacy, but we had this night where we hung out. We went out and had drinks, and we just had this great conversation, this great connection. Anytime that we're physically together, it's just this amazing experience. And, you know, sat and had, uh, you know, this deep conversation. I felt very connected, felt very hopeful, you know, for some sort of a relationship to, you know, flourish from, from this interaction. And then the very next day, he pulls back again in a big way and actually did some things to me that were awful, 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 push me away intentionally kind of stuff. Probably some of the worst stuff anyone's ever done to me. And generally, I don't attract that. Of course, you know, with, with Taya and everything that I know, I'm, a, I'm absolutely going to dive right in and say, how did I manifest this? I manifested this. This is me. This is not me being a victim. This is me co-creating this experience with this other person. And the good thing about this is this third time, it was kind of the third strike for him. And it was worse than anything he'd ever done. And it was really bad. And it's something that, you know, it's probably going to be painful for a while until I completely detune it that he did. And once he was away from me, from our encounter, and I had some clarity, some, some space to think about it, and this is all within one day, it, I really got it that, wow, this is just how it's going to be with this dude. That no matter what, he's going to take me down there and make me feel like shit. And it's part of the program. And I just decided that I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm consumed by this person. I'm obsessed. I'm letting it impact my life. It's crazy with all these life skills that I've built. And I'm out here as a spiritual coach telling people how to live their best lives. And here I'm letting this happen. And I'm, I'm leaning into the pain of it. All the time, though, knowing that there was a, a lesson that I was learning. I knew that the whole time. Even during the pain, I knew there was some lesson that I was learning here. But I knew that until I got out of the fog, I wouldn't get it. So that's that's one of the good things about the Taya practice. While you're in it, you're understanding the value of it. So it does kind of help you through some tough times. So I send him a text basically saying, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm not chasing you ever again. I said enough, you know, very pointed things to him that would hopefully just shut him down too. And, you know, of course, the response I got from my heartfelt five paragraph text was an emoji. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's par for the course. That's not shocking that, you know, the depth that this guy's capable of is a freaking emoji after I send something like that. And, of course, immediately after I send him the text, I'm so good at manifesting. I, I'm at a restaurant. I get his emoji response back. And I'm just like, what the hell is this? And then my friends and I decide to stop by a bar. We walk into a bar here in Palm Springs and there he is in the bar. So I have to go see him and say hi to him and meet his friends. And it was very awkward and very uncomfortable and really an awful experience. And then uh, later that night, uh, I think I texted him and just said, you know, it was hard seeing you, something like that. And then he had obviously had some drinks and there was this exchange between us that was really nasty. Both of us. I mean, it was just nasty. And it felt better than pain. It felt better for me to go off on this guy and just, just be, you know, very low vibration still, but just, just mean than to just be down there in the muck and pain. To let all that anger out felt great. And he had some anger toward me as well, and it was fine. And then after that, it was like this fog lifted because I was able to really get angry about it and hold on to the negative thing that he did. You know, I'm in here talking all the time about forgiving people and... 
and you know letting go of what they did to you and, and, and really appreciating them no matter who they are and what they did appreciating them but that's a process and for a lot of us that's a process that takes a long time well the nice thing is is that I'm able to do that really quick now because I've been doing this for a while and in this tie up practice we want to always detune and forgive our transgressors so this dude has become a transgressor for me but moving from being hurt and feeling like a victim, which didn't feel good at all, I didn't stay there very long at all, to the place of anger and kind of sparring with him was an improvement. And that actually caused the fog of this infatuation or whatever you want to call it to lift. And it was this instantaneous clarity that I received that of how I allowed all this, how I totally played into it. And then, I, again, I knew that he was a narcissist, so I Googled this article about you know, breaking up with an, a narcissist. And it's so funny because the, the article could have been written about our 30 days of knowing each other. To the T. He checked off every narcissist box there was. <laughs> and so I know a lot of people read an article like that and think, okay, I was the victim of a narcissist. I immediately got that I was no victim of any narcissist. He was just being who he is. I attracted him for my own narcissism because I've got some of that going on too, not to the degree that this guy does, but I do. And it was a very good learning experience for me. And I can tell you that within 24 hours, I moved from you know crying and being hurt to being angry to detuning it to the point where I really have appreciation for him now. You know, I, I can access that love that I felt for him as a human being, a flawed human being like the rest of us for sure. I can access that and it's not painful. I don't need to be with him. Sure as hell don't want to have a relationship with him. That anything romantic, anything beyond friendship, if ever, would be disastrous, I know. But man, it feels so much better now. I get him. I understand him. I understand why he is the way that he is. I understand that I have an element of narcissism in my own personality. And I understand that a little bit of narcissism, definitely self-love serves you, serves me. But when it bleeds over into, I care so much about me that I don't care anything about you, then we're in trouble. We're out of balance. So again, Taya is all about keeping everything in balance because there's contrast on every topic. There's positive and negative. And we want to use our tools to balance all of this. So yes, I can love myself, but I don't want to love myself so much that I only care about me. I never, ever, ever, ever want to treat anyone the way he treated me. I don't want to make anyone feel the way I felt with this guy when he was at his worst. But I also know that he was at his worst when he was down his spiral. He was at his worst when he was fearful about what was going on between us. Either I was moving too fast or he was falling into something he didn't want to fall into. There was you know, all of that going on. And I get him. I understand him. But I can get him and understand him from a distance. I don't need to make him my project. I doubt that he wants to change. He probably loves the way he is. Again, he's good looking. He seems to be having a lot of fun. His life definitely is not perfect. I'm not going to get into his flaws otherwise. It's not my place to do that. But I get it. And maybe I can be his friend at some point. Because he, you know, he's a nice guy. He's not a horrible person. He did something horrible to me. But I allowed it to happen. I allowed it by falling so deeply for him, putting up with his shit, and putting myself in the path of all that. 
So the reason I'm sharing all this with all of you is because I read that article about breaking up with a narcissist, and there wasn't even really anything to break up from. We weren't really even in a relationship. We were just kind of seeing each other. But all of those articles always sort of, the one that's reading it, you're the victim of all this. And even though he checked off every narcissist box and he behaved exactly the way a classic narcissist behaves with me, I co-created that. I was part of it. I fell right into it. I fed it. I became the, the, I made myself the victim in that situation. And that's all on me, 100%. That was my doing. So I've got to completely own that. And I, I knew going into it that it was probably not going to end well because there was just too many red flags. And I, again, I had this crazy idea that I was going to use all these tools that I have and I was going to teach this guy the Thai spiritual practice. And man, he was going to be all different. But this guy's never going to be in Thai boot camp. He's never going to do that kind of work. He doesn't think he needs it. He thinks he's perfect the way that he is. So I hope this helps you. If you've ever been in a relationship with a narcissist or if you are a narcissist, Recognize it. If you don't care how you make other people feel, and if you need validation from other people in the form of their friendship and admiration, and you need attention, you've got some stuff to work on, as do I. And I've got to keep this stuff in balance. I mean, look what I do for a living. I get out and channel source energy, and I've got to be very high on my spiral to channel the source of all creation. I've got to be up in pure positive to be able to do that. And I've got to have a pretty damn healthy ego to get on here and tell you that I am channeling source, the voice of God, to you. They have said, this serves me to a point. But I've always said, the day I start telling you that I'm perfect or that you should obey me or worship me is the day you need to run the other way. Because I am not perfect. I am not a deity. I am not special. I'm just a dude that happens to be able to have this ability. And I've developed it. And I want to do it. And there's an intentionality behind it. So I've got to keep this stuff in balance, for sure. And once I detuned all of this and I went up my spiral to the point where I was able to connect with the stream, they came through loud and clear that I manifested this for a couple of reasons. It was perfection. I manifested this as a lesson. A lesson to me to not allow myself to dip into that depth of of being a narcissist. To love myself for sure and be confident but never let myself go to a place where I'm willing to hurt other people that way. Huge, huge teaching moment for me because I don't think I do hurt people, but sometimes I do inadvertently. We all do. And I don't want to do that. It's it's low vibrational stuff. I don't want to do that at all. So it's going to make me more mindful in the future of how I treat other people, especially as the streams message grows and I get out there and interact with more people that are into the stream's message and into the the Taya spiritual practice. When you become an authority on something, you have power. But it's very easy to abuse that power, and I never want to do that. So it's a good teaching moment for me as far as that goes, because I will always remember the painful part of that. I'll always have access to that as just a reminder of what I never want to do to somebody else. And the other part of this is it gives me perspective now to help other people, especially in my coaching program, that have gone through the same thing. From my human perspective, I am more empathetic now towards someone, or I will be, 
that has gone through this. And in talking about this in my group in uh, Taya Boot Camp, there are people in boot camp that are detuning things of this nature. And they all came back and told me when I shared this story and how I worked through it, how helpful it was to them. So I'm hoping if you're listening to this and you've had some experience with a narcissist or heartbreak, that this helps. And you can get past it. And you're just hanging on to that this too shall pass when you're in the depths of despair down your spiral, and I was, is very important. Because this situation definitely took me down my spiral, lower than I've gone in a while. But you know, it's good to go down there sometimes. It's good to go down and lean into the pain, knowing that it's going to serve us. And that's a great thing about this practice is that we get down there and we can, we can realize while we're down in the muck of being down the spiral, being down in depression, despair, wherever we are, that this is serving us. We're going to go back up our spiral. This too shall pass. And this is going to serve as a learning experience and a growth experience, as all obstacles do. And I found comfort in that. And then I went up my spiral, and I connected with the stream. And I gained such clarity on why I manifested all of that. And it took me to a place within 24 hours from loving this guy to temporarily hating him. I never really hated him, but I hated what he did. To appreciating him. And in my appreciation of him, being able to disconnect that in love feeling. I still love him. I still have love for him. Maybe we can be friends. Who knows? But I don't feel that in love feeling anymore. And this has been very quick. As quickly as I fell, I was able to fall out. And you can call it infatuation. I don't like a whole lot of labels because, you know, it's, everybody has a different experience. But it feels good now. When I think about him, there's no sadness. I, I'm not missing anything. I'm not losing anything. Because there was never really anything there to begin with. It was this thing that I crafted, that I hoped for, that I wanted, that I even allowed myself to need. And we know from the stream's teaching that anytime you need something, you're in trouble, right? Well, I don't need it. I've detuned it. And I hope you all get these tools together, these Taya tools, because, man, it helps you live your life on such a high level. Again, it doesn't stop, didn't stop me from falling in love with someone and getting my heart broken and having this experience, but it, I rounded it out in 30 days. And I talked to somebody at boot camp this morning that said it took her 30 years to go through that with someone. 30 years, and I did it in 30 days, and it was a damn painful 30 days. And now that I'm out of it, I'm, I'm thrilled that I did it and I had the experience and I felt the pain and I learned. And it's not my job to keep this guy from his contrast. It's not my job to fix him. So I hope all of this brings clarity and I hope that if you've had this, these experiences or similar experiences that this can help you a little bit. And if you run into something like this in the future, that you can remember all of this. And when you're chasing someone and they're not responding and they're not respecting you and they're not treating you with the respect that you should be treating yourself with, I'm very respectful to myself. I do love myself. And I allowed this person to treat me in a way that was worse than I treat me. Learning experience. Pay attention to the red flags. But understand that we're always going to live contrast. So I'm going to do something else again in the future. 
that will take me down the spiral that will cause some pain. And then I will rise from that pain, go up my spiral, solve the problem quickly, learn from it, and grow. This is the process of universal creation on all topics. And now I have additional teaching tools and more empathy and definitely a mechanism to make sure that my own ego is not getting away from me in all of this. And to be honest, that's probably the big one for me. Yes, I'm great. Yes, I'm wonderful. Yes, I help people. Yes, I love myself. But that's it. I I can't treat people poorly because I think so highly of myself. That's really out of control when you do things like that. So now we're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring the stream in and we're going to get their quick perspective on this topic. We'll be right back. We are here. When you say that one is narcissistic, you are referring to one whose ego has gotten away from them a bit, one who has allowed their love of self to supersede their love for humanity. But it's important to understand that you are all a collective consciousness. You are all intertwined. And those of you that are inhabiting planet Earth are closely bound to the other inhabitants of planet Earth. And certainly those that are you are close to in your lives, your, your family, your friends, those with whom you resonate with highly, you are all... Closely, closely bound with them. And when we say closely bound, we are speaking vibrationally. You, you, your energy is closely bound vibrationally to, to the energy of the ones that you are closest to. And that radiates out then to other humans. And then that radiates out to other types of beings on your planet. And then that can even radiate out beyond planet Earth and, and so forth eternally. So... When you say that there is one that has no love or no empathy, they are cutting it off. And they are cutting off this love and empathy for others out of a self-protection mode. Sort of, they have been hurt before by others, and they have decided to turn inward and love themselves first. And it's important to note that there is no judgment from us on any of this. You can be the most narcissistic, self-absorbed human on the planet, and we are not going to judge you for it. Because not one of you is perfect, and you are all here living your contrast. But we are always here guiding you to your path to freedom and joy. And if you are vibrationally aligned with our message, we are wanting very much to connect with you and guide you to an abundant life. And, 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 And a life of true freedom and joy cannot be maintained if you are spending all of your time only loving you. Because that that is not authentic love. You you are soothing yourself from a disconnection from those around you. You are soothing yourself from a disconnection from our energy. When you are focused so much on loving you that you have no empathy or care for those around you. And when you enter relationships and your main focus as a human being is for others to pay attention to you, to notice you, and your main focus as a human being is to be liked, that that is all bound in in your own insecurity. And, and, And that insecurity is that need. 
We speak often of the difference between want and need. When you want to be liked by others and you want to be appealing to others, you are in balance. We will say that your, your ego consciousness and your soul consciousness are imbalanced in that vibration of wanting to be liked, wanting to be popular, wanting to be respected, wanting to be admired. There, there is nothing wrong with any of that. But when it bleeds over into need, and you need to be liked, and you need to be admired, and you need all of that, you, you are needing it out of a disconnection from your stream. And just like needing anything else, needing a drink, needing food, needing another in your life romantically because you need them, that is when you're getting yourselves into trouble a bit, vibrationally. And you're not as high on the spiral in that situation as you would be if you were simply wanting it and relaxing into it and allowing it to be. So when you say that one is a narcissist, you are referring to the fact that, that they need constant attention and validation to feel good about them. They are not in a state of simply feeling joyous and loving themselves naturally without the outside stimulation of external attention. So this is where you, you, you tend to get yourselves tripped up. And we have shared with David that he manifested the scenario that he shared earlier, very much based on his own desire not to let his own ego get away from him. To have that experience of being the one who is hurt by one that you would call a narcissist. And to ensure that he is not administering the same level of pain to another in his own desire to, to, to maintain a healthy ego. And such a desire to maintain a healthy ego that can bleed into being a narcissist. But you have the power to balance it. And again, it's all about discerning your preference and wanting what you want. There is no judgment around any of that, but not dipping into needing it. The need is where you get yourselves into trouble. And it is important for us to note, as, as David mentioned in his commentary, that when you are on the opposing end of this, when you are the, the quote-unquote victim of a narcissist, when you, when you are the one who is, is being not appreciated or abused by one who has a very high opinion of themselves, it's important to note that you have vibrationally placed yourself in that path due to the way you feel about you via the law of attraction. If, if you are feeling that you are less than and unworthy, you are very much placing yourself in a vibrational alignment to feel, to, to, to manifest that another who believes that you're not worthy is going to come to you. The one that believes they are superior and they need someone around them who they feel is inferior in order to feel good about themselves, you are in vibrational alignment with that. In the case of David's scenario, he was allowing his own narcissism, his own love of self to get ahead of him a bit and placed himself in a vibrational alignment with one who is, is the same. And the results were painful for him. And he sees that now. He was in such pain and such a fog of his own allowing that he was disconnected from us. And this is all by design. You go down your spiral. You go down into the depths of pain and despair. And in those depths, you are not connected to, to our energy at all. You are not connected to your stream. And that is your negative manifestational time. You are down there in the muck, not connected to us, and you are down there creating your obstacles. 
And that's okay because those obstacles will ultimately serve you. You create that obstacle while you're down your spiral. You, in its arrival, embrace it, understanding that it is going to serve you. It is going to help you in your growth. And you go up your spiral regarding it and you solve it. And you feel a deep sense of satisfaction for having solved it. That is the universal process of creation. And this topic, like all others, are polarized, but they're absolutely an example of that. So in the scenario that David shared, he very much placed himself in the path of the one who was going to hurt him. And he allowed the pain. We guided him to lean into the pain. Because ultimately, it was a good teacher for him. He will have that pain to access anytime he needs to should this person reappear in his life and and, and attempt to to draw him back in. He now has the tools in his arsenal to rebuff those advances because that is not an unusual occurrence in situations such as this. And he also has the teaching tools from it. So this was a very positive manifestation that he has shared with you today. And we will wrap up our sharing And that it's important to be easy on yourselves and each other. It's very easy to slap a label such as narcissist on another and and, and make them a horrible person. But in truth, you are all struggling. You are all figuring this out as you go. And the one that David speaks of is certainly not a bad person. There is love and admiration between the two of them that is not dead. But... There is certainly a vibration of negativity, of 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 out-of-control ego that is very present in their collective vibration. And therefore, any interaction in the future, we, we would guide to be very limited and very controlled. You can always throw caution to the wind and fall deeply in love and do what you want. There is certainly nothing wrong with that. And again, we are not judging you. But you must understand when you are allowing yourselves to do that, that there can be dire consequences for it. And some of you are up for that excitement, and some of you are simply not. And there is nothing wrong with any of that. There is nothing right or wrong in any of this. This is all perfection. This is all universal creation. You manifest your obstacles, and sometimes those obstacles come in the form of other people. You go up your spiral. You solve that problem that that obstacle presented. You create something new. And you expand as a human being in the process, and you have expanded the universe in that process. This is the universal process of creation. It is why you come to planet Earth to live contrast. It is why your lives will never be perfect. So enjoy your contrast. Lean into the pain. Understand how it can serve you. And do not shy away from your human life experiences. Allow yourselves to experience these things. That is all we have on this topic. Hi, it's David. I'm back. I just got through listening to the stream's commentary. And none of it was shocking. I know know how they think (laughs) at this point enough. I I did like um, what they said about not judging, of course, they never judge anything. Not not judging the one who is considered a narcissist. Really understanding them. And, and that's what this is all about. It's not about running back to the narcissist and trying to have some sort of a, a you know, relationship. 
It's just about appreciating them and understanding. And maybe you need to do that from a distance. And it's so soon at this point, I can't even tell you whether I need to do that or not. We'll, we'll find out. I live in a small town. I'll see him out at bars. I'll see him at restaurants. We go to the same gym. I'm going to see him. I'm going to be tested. And when I'm in his presence, are those old feelings going to come back? Or am I going to be able to appreciate him how he is? Remember just enough of what he did to not get back in the snare of the trap? That's my goal. That's my intention is to be able to see him, say hello, give him a hug, talk for a minute, move on with my day, leave it at that, not go back down some romantic scenario that need not be, and certainly not reopen the wounds and feel the pain of what I've experienced with this guy. So I'll let you know. I'll let you know how all this shakes out the next time that I see him. I'm, I'm pleased with how quickly I've detuned this. This is uh, for all of my Taya practitioners out there. This is where you're headed. You will get to a place where you will work through your contrast very quickly. You will absolutely see how it serves you, and you'll be able to detune and, and, and alleviate your pain very quickly. This is what I want for all of you. And if you're interested in learning more about Taya, there's a couple of things you can do. You can join our free Facebook group if you're not already on there. It's Law of Attraction 2.0. So this, the Taya spiritual practice really is next level law of attraction because the law of attraction is spirituality. It's the basis of all creation. So a lot of people really just fixate on that one aspect of it. Taya teaches you everything and teaches you how to manage your virtual vibrational spiral, teaches you how to meditate, teaches you how to get clarity from source on any topic. And I can tell you, when you've got clarity of source flowing through you and your intuition is that strong, you are unstoppable. And I want that for all of you. So send me an email at david at streamofdavid.com if you're interested in learning more about Taya Bootcamp. You can also visit my website, thestreamofdavid.com forward slash Taya, T-Y-A. It stands for Trusting Your Abundance, and it will absolutely change your life. So let me know if you have questions. Let me know if there's comments on this show or any other. I love getting comments. I love getting emails from all of you. You've got my email address. You know how to get in touch. And when you're ready for Taya Boot Camp, I'm ready to get you in there because, man, it will absolutely change your life. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Thank you for listening. To learn more about The Stream of David, visit thestreamofdavid.com. For topic requests or to learn more about David's Taya Boot Camp, email david at thestreamofdavid.com. See you next week.